Okay, so I hear you like books. Why, yes, I do. That's right. When I was your age, television was called books. And this is a special book. Because when you read a book as a child, it becomes part of your identity in a way that no other reading in your whole life does. And I have gotten carried away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you have. Are you seeing the books? Everything you want to read is right here. Feel it. Feels good, right? Just smell it. Nothing, nothing smells like that. Welcome, friends, to our first team friendship episode of For the Love of Books. My name is Leah, and I'm joined today by my fellow podcasters, Lauren. Hello, friends. And Mandalay. What up, friends? And we have decided to put out special episodes where we share our random book love. It doesn't have to be kids' books. It's just any bookish thing that we're excited about, and we're very excited about this episode. Yes, we are. (laughs) Can you hear it in our voices? (laughs) I get really excited about these episodes. Anyway, so we are going to start with Mandy, (laughs) also known as Mandalay. Yes. I've been reading this book called The Gray King. <laughs> oh, boy. That is all. <laughs> all right. And this has been Book Love with Mandalay. <laughs> it's a it's good. First episode. I'm just knocking it out of the park. You are, Mandy. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to judge you because I the books I'm about to talk about I read in January and finished in February. Mm. Like the month of February was a bad reading month for me. I just I I think I'm still in the slump. I'm just got to come out of the fog. Yeah. I feel I've like just been playing my video games. I, that's so. kind of what I've been doing. I've been watching TV and just doing life. I mean, I have. I don't just watch TV all day, guys. But that would be right awesome. Here, folks, she just watches TV. <laughs> I, you know, I have stuff going on, but I'm not. I don't know. I'm not too busy to read. I just haven't made time for it. So, I think it's because the books that I finished were so good, and it's just sometimes I have a hard time getting another book after that. So. Actually, February has been a rough reading month for me, too. Okay. I really had to push through. Maybe it's just February. Maybe. And all, yeah, and, and it was also like the weather, like it was just winter was just holding on. <laughs> it's depressing. Yes. Well, did you have any book love? Lauren? Yes, I do. So the first book I would like to talk about is A Gentleman in Moscow by Amor Tolls. So this book is, I would consider it like... Russian historical fiction. Mm. So it takes, like, the book spans the time period of, like, 1922 to, like, the 1950s. So it covers a lot of major events in Russian history, like the Bolshevik Revolution, World War One, World War Two, different governments that Russia went through. So I learned a lot. I There was some stuff that I had no idea went yeah. on in Russia. I just... If we learned it in school, I don't remember it, but I think a lot of times, especially in America, like they yeah, don't really we... <laughs> teach you a lot about other countries. So Focus a lot on yeah. American On history. America, yeah. So anyway, so it's about a man who he 
is a count. And so it's during the Bolshevik Revolution. So he basically gets tried and found guilty of being an unrepentant aristocrat. And so he his punishment is he has to like he's put under house arrest basically in this hotel in Moscow called the Metropole. And he has to stay there for the rest of his life. And they put him up in a room in the attic. He's not even in a nice room, but he makes it cozy. Um, but they say, you have to stay here the rest of your life. If you ever step foot outside the hotel, we will shoot you. So it's just kind of his day-to-day life in this hotel while this history is going on around him. Mm-hmm. So so it's, you know, the voice of the main character, you know, you get his perspective from inside the hotel. So it's kind of like he's sheltered from everything that's going on. But then there's also a second voice in the book that first starts out as footnotes, which is kind of an interesting way to do it, I thought. But it tells the reader what's going on outside the hotel while all this history is going on. But anyway, I just found this book super delightful. And normally I don't like books like this because it was very slow paced, almost like a multi-generational story because he, at the beginning of the book, he meets this little girl who also lives in the hotel. So like she kind of grows up through the book. And they have, like, a really sweet relationship, um, he and this little girl. But, yeah, I would describe this book as, like, it's like it's like the Russian adult version of Eloise. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's honestly, like, what it felt like. It's like, you're just, like, oh, he's going to the barber's job and getting his hair cut. And, like, there's just all these, like, really cool, yep. interesting characters that he interacts with in the book. And so, like, the barber, like, the guy who stands at the front. I don't know what they call those people. Um, like, the guy at the bar, the guy that re- works at the restaurant, and this little girl, and some of the guests that stay at the hotel are recurring guests. So, he, he just forms these relationships with these people. And it's really it's really neat. So, yeah, this book, since he's an aristocrat, it t- he talks a lot about manners and etiquette. Obviously, there's history. I, this book is beautifully written. This guy has, this guy, Amor Tolls has a way with words. <laughs> this um, guy. Yeah. <laughs> and just, just because of the nature of the book, it's just, you see the beauty in the ordinary. And I really, that's one of the things I gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it. I think that this book would make a really delightful BBC television series. <laughs> sounds like it. Yeah. It has all the makings of yeah. one. Lots of quirky characters and... <laughs> yeah, I would just be really... Or I guess Russian, since it's set in Russia. But True. the BBC does delightful things. Um, but yeah, so Amor, he got his idea for this book because he was in a hotel eating dinner. And it was a hotel he stayed at multiple times. And so as he was like looking around during his dinner, he recognized a lot of the guests. And he just thought, hmm... What would it be like to live in a hotel? And so he's like, maybe I could write a book about someone who lives in a hotel. And so his mind went to Russia where house arrest was popular and it just kind of took off from there for him. So I highly recommend that book if you like historical fiction and if you like a lot of prose. I don't normally like a lot of prose, but I feel like this book just did it really well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. My second book that I want to talk about is called Lilac Girls by Martha Hall Kelly. And I listened to this one on audiobook. And I would recommend that if you want to um, read this book, that you do it in audiobook. Because the book is told from 
three points of view. So like each chapter is from the point of view of a different girl. So it has three different narrators. So the story gives the perspectives of three different women during World War II. The first one is Caroline, and she's in America. She works at a French consulate in New York City. Kasia is a teenager in Poland, and she um, finds her way into the underground resistance. And then Hertha is um, a German doctor, so you kind of get each of their perspectives. It gets deep into the atrocities of war, um, but also like the atrocities of life in Mm -hmm. general that many women and girls go through. This is fiction, but it's based on a true story. The author read an article about Caroline and became very interested in her story. So Caroline is a real person. The German doctor is also a real person. Interesting. Um, The character of Kasha, she based off of someone that she met who had a similar, like, was one of these girls. Um, Kasha's character, and I, I don't think this is a spoiler so if you want to read this and you don't want it, if, you, if you're one of those people that doesn't want to know anything about the book, just skip ahead a few sections. Kasha ends up in a concentration camp. Mm-hmm. And it was the only all-female concentration camp that Germany had. And they experimented on these women. Mm-hmm. Like, you can look all this stuff up. It's really yeah. interesting. This It was just, yeah, it's really interesting. So anyway, as you read further into the story, you realize how all these women's stories are connected or become connected. Mm-hmm. Um, she just does a really good job of weaving this story together. And it's just really cool because it's it's a true story, but she's just kind of telling you in like a narrative way. I love so. stuff like that. I love it when it it's based on a true story or was a true story. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was just, I really liked it. This is definitely a book that I, I did listen to it on audiobook, but if – if you have little ones around or children, I would not listen to it when they're around or I would just wear earbuds. I, w- I don't think there's – I don't remember any language in the book, but just this yeah. – obviously, this is about war right. and there's mm-hmm. just a right. lot of um, – just the content is definitely PG-13, maybe even R-rated at times. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, so just know that. And I, it doesn't – like, I'm very sensitive, so – I would I I was never like oh I can't handle this like mm-hmm. I think she does it in a an appropriate way I guess right. I should say That's like good. none of it's inappropriate it just is true right. <laughs> it's just like this That's is hard what happened sometimes to hear those yeah realities. so if some people can't handle that then I would just suggest reading like actually reading the mm-hmm. book and then you can like some people like to skip ahead right. paragraphs so but yeah so Martha Hall Kelly has a prequel coming out to this book in, in this April called Lost Roses. And this, that story is going to follow Caroline's mother's story. Hmm. Um, and then there's going to be a second second prequel that will take place during the Civil War and that will tell the story of Caroline's ancestors because they, she mentioned, mentions it some in this book that they were very active during the Civil War. So, nice. yeah, I really liked it. I liked the writing style. I think she does a really good job and it was just neat to hear. I, I had never heard of this. I had never heard of this all-female concentration camp mm-hmm. or these women that were experimented on. And the thing I love about this book is is it's a very redemptive story. Like it it ends it ends well. Right. <laughs> it has a good ending. So those are my two books, guys. Thanks, Lauren. Awesome. Well, I have a few books, but I'll try to keep them concise. My first book, I believe I may have mentioned it or talked about a little bit on our last 
what was that a recap oh of? yeah our year in review yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so it is A Tree Grows in Brooklyn by Betty Smith. It was first published in 1943. And I was first introduced to this book because when my husband and I lived in New York City, we had friends that lived very close to a home that Betty Smith owned in Queens. And there was a plaque up there. And um, so anytime we'd go by it, um, usually (laughs) someone would mention that this was Betty Smith's Mm -hmm. house. So – I was kind of intrigued by that because I've lived in the places that she lived. So I was curious to see her perspective of New York, obviously in a different era than yeah. I was in. Um, and it's a classic. You know, I never read it in high school and I kind of have a desire to go back and read some classics that either I feel like I missed or that I just would like to read or probably say I read for some of them. <laughs> <laughs> but this one I truly enjoyed. Um, it's very much a coming of age story. I guess it would be similar to YA, but some of it's really intense. So I don't know that I would recommend it for younger ages, maybe 16 and up. So it follows Francie Nolan and her family as they live in Brooklyn. And they're very, very poor. They're Irish. Um, I think she's technically like a third generation immigrant. But when you're that close, they still kind of look at you yeah. as immigrants. Um still have their you know thick irish bro right. and all of that so it just follows their journey and it talks a lot about francie it's her first person but then um you also hear the stories of her aunts and uncles and different people in her life and just follow francie as she tries to survive and i think i don't know i think i told the story before about where they had to catch the tree i'm pretty sure i did um, go back and listen to that episode if you want <laughs> yeah, to hear it. That, that was one funny. of my favorite stories from this. Um, but it also deals a lot with poverty and um, the mental toll that it can take on you. And Francie's mom, her mom's mom, so Francie's grandma, um, instructed Francie's mom to have her kids read a portion of Shakespeare and the Bible every night Hmm. because education is what is going to give them a step up in the world. Hmm. And ultimately it was for Francie in this story. But it's interesting to see that mindset shift of, you know, we don't have to live like this forever. We are going to try to work hard and get out of it. And I know that's not always possible for everyone, but um, it was interesting to see that. And with New York City, there's more opportunities, of course, but you're also following this family as the country is about to go into war. And so that kind of plays a part. And just to see New York back in the day was very exciting. Yeah. So that's that book. Cool. I'm glad you were finally able to finish it. I was. I finally finished it. It was so good. My husband bought me a copy, so I didn't have to keep checking it out for the library. Because it's another one of those long reads. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That's enjoyable, but difficult to finish. Anyway, so my other book that I read, I did an audiobook, and it was called – it's a nonfiction. It's called Messy, Beautiful Friendship, Finding and Nurturing Deep and Lasting Relationships. It's a long name. <laughs> By Christine Hoover. This was published in 2017. Um, so it's written for women. And here's just a little bit of the book blurb. Women long for deep and lasting friendships but often find them challenging to make. The private angst they feel regarding friendship often translates into their own insecurity and isolation. Christine Hoover offers women a fresh biblical vision for friendship that allows for the messiness of our lives and the realities of our schedules. Um, And so then it just talks about what she shows. And this book was very helpful to me. 
uh, I am definitely an introvert. A lot of my friends are introverts. So it makes friendship kind of difficult. <laughs> and your family. <laughs> exactly. So this book was really helpful to show me that, number one, in spite of what I tell myself in my brain, I'm not the only one that's feeling insecure about friendship or just interactions with other women. I've talked to several of my friends and we all agree that you will walk away from a conversation with another woman and just totally rework the entire conversation in our brains. Like, what did we say wrong? What should I have said here? I'm such an idiot. She's going to think I'm so dumb. I do that with every conversation. (laughs) But that isn't healthy. And this book gives you just kind of encouragement to let you know you're not in it alone, but also practical advice for how to make friendship work. kind of pops that bubble of um, friendship needs to be this certain beautiful way that we see in movies or read in books. Like, mm-hmm. this is what my BFF is going to look like. Um, <laughs> she even talks about the fact that some people don't have best friends because they are constantly, like, giving into other people's lives and meeting new people all the time and they don't have that one person that they can go to. Mm-hmm. And that's not wrong. Like, that's okay. It's great if you can have that person. Um, but just kind of gives room for different types of friendship and – I don't know. It was – I keep recommending it to everyone. I gave yes, it away as a present. I need to read it. I think it would help me a lot. I think it would help a lot of women and especially like in our perspective, we're talking a lot about church friendships as well and we want those to go deeper than just like, hey, how are you? Like we want to be able to encourage each other with struggles or you know, life's trials that we're going through. We want to be able to be there for people and I think a lot of times we get in our own way because we're thinking about ourselves. So I don't want to get too carried away but <laughs> – this book was there'll be no preaching, Leah. Okay, <laughs> but it just—it really—it was so convicting to me, and I realized that I'm not the only one like this. So I think it would be helpful to a lot of other people, nice as well. So I recommend it. Messy, beautiful friendship by Christine Hoover. Mm. Um, so my last book is not a typical book that we talk about. It's actually a cookbook. It's called <laughs> Bread Baking for Beginners by Bonnie O'Hara. Instagram is my social media of choice, and I like to follow different people that I've seen in television shows and movies, and this is all ordinary things, but I'm building up to how I got to this book, okay? So (laughs) just bear with me. Um, So my husband and I are big fans of The Office. I think we're rewatching it for like the third or fourth time, and I follow Jenna Fisher on Instagram, and she is so real, just very down to earth. I liked watching her for the first part of my time following her because she gives a lot of behind the scenes for acting and just like here's what it looks like at craft food and here's what it looks like in between takes and what happens and that's interesting to me and then all of a sudden she started break baking bread and she showed this book that I'm talking about right now bread baking for beginners by Bonnie O'Hara and she just started working through the book which is how it's intended to be she like lit this lady's career on fire. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So many people were watching her and seeing her and she was so real about it. Like this loaf was a flop. I'm going to try it again tomorrow. Like it's okay. This isn't perfect, but this is what we're doing. We're learning. And she was just sharing each step and it was so fun to watch. So I had to go buy the book and I've been doing kind of a similar thing, just working my way through it. And it is so good. The book is pretty. It's very informative. It gives you the science behind bread and um, you have to do these calculations for the temperature of your water before you combine it with the yeast. And then you need to know what temperature your dough is. And 
it's very helpful if you're an insecure baker like me because <laughs> it gives you some defining points to look for as you're going through and not nice. just like, okay, what do I do with this bread now? I've been enjoying watching your Instagram stories, Leah. <laughs> like, seriously, I'm like, oh, is she going to make another bread video I today? I need to make more. I'm actually, <laughs> actually, a loaf just came out of the oven not long ago. I've been here live with you <laughs> watching you make bread. It's been awesome. I made a sourdough loaf, and it's not one of the fancy ones. It's for sandwich bread, but I think it turned out. It so. smells good. Maybe I'll post a picture mm, after we post this it website. It did turn out pretty. Uh, <laughs> yes. So anyway, I recommend that book. If you have wanted to make bread and don't know where to start, I would follow Bonnie O'Hara on Instagram because she gives a lot of tips and tells you what kind of things, equipment you might might want. You don't need much. And then follow Miss Jenna Fisher. She's still making bread. And it's, That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's fun <laughs> to watch. All right, friends. Well, we'd love to hear from you guys, our listeners. We'd love to share some of your book love on our For the Love of Books episodes. So shoot us an email, send us messages. Some recommendations for me. Yes, maybe. For, that would be maybe. awesome if you for Mandy. Hit a home run with me. If you recommend a book for Mandy and she likes it, well, first, if she finishes it and likes it, <laughs> I dropped a jelly bean. She'll go bowling with you. Yes. <laughs> Moonlight with the music and the lights. Oh, boy. You're not, you're not making this better. Good luck, everyone. <laughs> no, or if you want to leave us a voice message, I'll post again how to do that. One of, these days, one of these days, uh, we'll get a phone number for you guys to call, and that would be super fun. So, so if you want to share your book love with us, where can the people get in touch with, with us, ladies? You can email us your book love, teamfriendshippodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can give us some book love on Instagram at teamfriendshippodcast. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash teamfriendshippodcast. We're also on Twitter at threefriendspodcast. And our website, teamfriendshippodcast.com. I'm on Instagram as jedireader1138. You can find me at Redheaded Reader on Instagram. I'm on Instagram as well at Mandy Malay Faux Reader. And as Lemony Snicket says, a good library will never be too neat or too dusty. Because somebody will always be in it. Taking books off the shelves and staying up late reading them. to share your book love on our book for the love of book app. <laughs> Where can the people get in touch with, with us, ladies? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> okay, this wasn't a quiz. <laughs>